Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Monday, 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Yeah, we got so much. Uh, so much stuff to cover. It's just, uh, I mean, it's a plethora every day. It's, it's like a Sophie's Choice every day. You just got to pick and choose what you can, what you can get to. And uh, we also have the brand new bingo card, which is pinned to the top of the Twitter page. At Pat Unleashed. Starts in the upper left-hand corner this week with... Yeah, I'm mostly vegetarian. <laughs> Except for a little, you know, fish. Uh-huh. Some chicken. Uh, once in a while, some pork products. Yeah. Bacon, sausage, ham. Yeah, you know, I guess... Meat, like beef. You know, there's some beef involved. Steaks, hamburgers. Yeah, but you're mostly... Mostly vegetarian, Vegetarian. Though. There's a lot of animals on this planet I don't eat. Sure. Uh, then we got Keith saying, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have... Oh, boy. I wake up in the That's morning. That's been rattling around in Pathead's brains mm-hmm. all weekend long, and you are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then we got... Uh, what Nelly? <laughs> uh, dang it. Darn, 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 darn. Dang. Uh, Martin is heard off screen. Oh, Martin, does your microphone work? Yes. Okay, there, there, <laughs> there you go. There we go. Okay. All right. Jeffy, who among us? Uh, who among us hasn't fill in the blank? <laughs> Something bad. And then, of course, uh, Nancy Pelosi, people do what they do. That's done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night, throwing it into the harbor. People do what they do. Eh, people do what they do. Eh. Jeez. Eh, tear down a few statues, whatever. They do what they do. Lovely. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, shock pole. <laughs> then we have snoobs. <laughs> uh, the cyber, as John Kerry would, would say, the cyber. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, George W. Bush, one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorites. It's a fun one here. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. (laughs) And that's a problem. (laughs) So good. Movie equals documentary. Mm. Uh, We got the uh, Biden hairy legs thing. By the way, you know, I sit on the stand Mm -hmm. and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. That turn, that 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 turn, blonde in the sun. Okay. And the mm-hmm. kids used to come up and reach in the pool oh and rub my leg down, <laughs> so it was straight, and then watch the hair <laughs> come back up again. And you'd let they look them? at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids <laughs> jumping on my lap. So we learned about roaches. And I love kids jumping on my lap. Wait. Oh wow. There's so much there that you uh-huh. can't even you can't even begin to get your head around it. Yeah. And. What a what a weird story to tell. Right. What yeah. a bizarre story. And knowing what we do about his propensity to rub the shoulders and sniff the hair of It's creepy. Adolescent teens. Right? Right. Mm. So he loves when children rub his leg hairs. Rub his legs and leg hairs and jump into his lap. And he knows about roaches. Where where did the roaches come in? Wow. Uh, let's see. A new suggestion for Merriam-Webster. Agonizing. Whatever squares. Pudding. Pumpkin. Honey. <laughs> uh, does that mean we say any or, or do we have to say all? We should decide that too. It's got to be all of them hmm. in that order. Or is like if I say 
I think it's got to be obvious. So say them all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Barack Obama's 57 states. Uh, I've now is... been in 57 states. states. I think one left to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, one left People to are go. laughing at him. Alaska he didn't, and Hawaii didn't even I was get not it. allowed to go to. <laughs> uh, Jeffy mentions Lester Holt. Rob is heard off screen. And that sounds a little something like... Hello, Rob. Like... You're supposed to talk to us through the speaker. Not... There we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pat sings along with bumper music. Karen video. Oh. Then there's a, there's a slight error uh, oh. because we have mostly vegetarian again. So if, if, we say, if we say that once, you get both squares. Wow. Right. That's a bargain square. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then Keith, my bad. That's a free square right there. <laughs> Uh, and metric conversion. So, uh, all righty. That's a solid bingo card. Yeah. Uh, you've been wearing your mask everywhere you go. Uh, what's a mask? Mm-hmm. It's a little thing you put over your face Not to keep you with, completely safe with the from all that ails us. Uh, no, I have not. It absolutely blocks out everything. I was just talking to a. Uh, we were in church yesterday. Everybody masked up, of course. We can't sing, obviously. And but we can't listen to the organ music or the piano, and so they they play it. They just play it, and we just listen. Nobody sings. It's a strange. What a weird time we're in. Uh, but after talk to my uh, my neurosurgeon friend, mm-hmm. and uh, through our masks, and I'm like, Adrian, do do these these don't do anything, right? Or or do they? Am I am I completely wrong in that? He's like, no, they don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, they might keep droplets of spit from. You know, right. sailing across, but that's all they're doing. When's the last time you had a droplet of spit land in your mouth from having a conversation at the store? <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, I think it's been a while. All right, you know what it is? It's literally it's there for everyone's psyche. Yeah, and that's what we said. It's it's basically symbolic. It's basically that's what symbolic. Fauci said. Yeah. So, yeah, all the all the furor over it, all of the uh, chaos and the rancor, the anger. Just the madness over it. It's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. A madhouse. And it does nothing. And I said, well, okay, so, but what about the N95s? He said, even those, you know, are fairly, I mean, they do some, it, it does some good. It lessens your chance a little bit. But he said, in order to really be protected, you'd have to wear one of those face masks with the, you know, respirator things on mm. the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's going to walk around town with, face mask first of all i don't even know where to get one like a gas mask yeah gas like, mask. like during like nuclear fallout or something yes, Those exactly like things that. on the side yeah. yeah like they wore in world war one to protect themselves from the chemical weapons mm-hmm. uh that's what you need to really protect yourself and i don't even know how much those things cost but i'm sure they're cost prohibitive for everybody to be wearing all the time but here's what happens to you in quebec canada mm. if you're not wearing a mask oh so this cop is uh Found somebody without a mask. Yeah, approaching him here at the counter. Now it's all it's all in Frenchy French, you know, because it's Quebec. But I think he's saying, "No way, hoser!" in French. Right, right. I'm just here to get a toque. A toque, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, let the guy get his coffee and go. Uh oh, no, not oh. good enough. Oh boy, now he's around the neck. The cop goes for the neck first. I don't know. Maybe that's then they're tactic. trying to trip him, and they're having a very difficult time doing it. That's a tactic I'm not familiar with. Sorry, I'm not a cop. Now he's doing the pepper spray. 
Pepper spray. Look, he One's won't go down. <laughs> so that's going to be... Oh, and he's got a bit of headlock. And there then they, go. they got a, a female cop on the other side Blimey. bringing him down. And you can hear, like, the camera operator talking about a mask in French there. And so they've... They brought him to the ground. Hey, we, can, we can learn some French here. Yeah. And then the cop said, no mask. I'm taking you down. Wow. But that, over a mask. Over a mask. But, I mean, that's obviously huge government overreach that would never happen in a place like... Not in the United, the United States. States. Yeah, so we don't no, have No, because we've got a constitution here where they Thank can't... You. They cannot mandate that we wear a mask. They can suggest mm -hmm. strongly, but uh, they can't. They can't absolutely force us. Right. Um, except here's a we got a map in the United <laughs> States uh, where they oh. can where they are forcing us uh, oh. to do this. Oh, let's see. Let's oh, okay. Take a look at that. All right, look at that. There's a map. So so the green shades are variable levels of government mask mandate. So the darker the green, mm -hmm. the the stronger the mandate? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I can't see real quick. And then if you're in orange, you don't have a mandate. So there's yeah, one, yeah, two, so three, four, five, six. Six states in the in the country that aren't seven. We got seven. Because we got we got the North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Utah, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Congratulations to the far left state of Vermont oh. for being more free than Texas. That's great. When it comes to masks. Wow. So yeah, the darker the green, mm. the the heavier the hand. If you're if you're listening on Blaze Radio, just know that you don't need me to tell you that you're under some sort of government control if you're not in one of those except, seven states we yeah, mentioned. Except for those seven. Jeez. Uh, good but, times, right? Yeah, good times. But again, yeah. again, this is the kind of stuff being taken down like at a at a at a donut shop. In Canada, that crazy not, country. That can't happen here. I mean, <laughs> those Canadians. Wait, uh, they're so stupid. Um, also, in Albuquerque, mm -hmm. uh, we got this report from Marissa Armas. More eyes will be watching to make sure people are wearing masks, wearing their masks, and making people visiting New Mexico know the rules. Uh oh. We need to prepare for essentially. Just a different way of living over the next 12 months. So no. it says okay, who? For just, just a year. Says this Marissa chick? Uh-huh. No, no, no. No, so, the mayor. Oh. The Albuquerque mayor. <laughs> this is actually from Albuquerque mayor Tim Keller. Okay. With COVID-19 cases rising in the wow. state. Yeah, it's Marissa Armas is just reporting this. I gotcha. What the, uh, what the Albuquerque mayor is saying. You know, these mayors are out of control. Mm -hmm. And they think they can do anything they want. Mm-hmm. With COVID-19 cases rising in the state, the city of Albuquerque is preparing for the long haul. Yeah, I guess. Next 12 months. Shut up. Wednesday, uh, Keller signed an emergency declaration requiring face coverings at all public places, and several city departments are being cross-deputized uh -oh. to help enforce the new public health order. Uh-oh. They have about 75 city workers who will be dedicated to making sure everyone is wearing a mask. <laughs> This will also be enforced on visitors flying in from out of state. Okay, whatever. So Ignorance to the law is no excuse. Uh, so we got city employees that sit behind a, a desk at a cubicle all day. 75 of are, them. Are now hitting the street, writing citations for not wearing your mask in Albuquerque. Okay, good luck. Plus, if businesses don't enforce the mask mandate, they'll be closed down. Mm -hmm. That'll help your economy, Albuquerque. Uh, okay, is that's within the purview of the mayor? He can close down your business? 
This is actually a good thing because it allows businesses to say no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service, Ooh, he said. So boy, congratulations, messed, businesses. Messed up the alliteration there by trying to sneak mask in there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but again, like this kind of stuff happening in Canada would never happen. Here, not here. here. Yeah. Not in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> they can't do that no, here. No, no. <laughs> I mean, next thing you're going to tell me you're under house arrest because you're not signing certain papers that we want <laughs> no, you to do. Oh, man. Not in America. That's stupid. Uh, except it's happened in K- Kentucky. What? Uh, to a couple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they uh, are under house arrest after testing positive for COVID-19. Okay. So they're under house arrest. One of them tested positive and refused to sign self-quarantine papers. Elizabeth Linscott got tested because she was planning to go visit her parents. My grandparents wanted to see me too. So just to make sure that, you know, if tested negative, that they would be okay, everything would be fine. In fact, uh, we've got her talking about this. On Thursday, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department greeted Elizabeth's husband, Isaiah, at their front door. Open up the door, there's like eight different people five different cars i'm like what the heck's going on this guy's in a suit with a mask it's it's the health department guy and they have Mm. uh three papers for us for me her and my daughter the couple was ordered to wear ankle monitors if they travel more than 200 feet law enforcement will be notified oh wow we didn't rob a bank we didn't rob a store we didn't steal you did something much worse we didn't you know the couple says they never wow. denied self-quarantining. Mm. They just didn't agree with the wording of the documents. Mm. That's too bad. Yeah, it is. Sign it. We have a ways of making you sign. <laughs> and so they put ankle bracelets on them. That's incredible. Treating them like criminals. Criminals. And who even knows? Oh. It tested positive. Man. What does that even mean? Listen to this. Health officials from a dozen states have mistakenly lumped positive test results from antibody tests um, in with viral tests for COVID-19, reporting to the CDC, inflating new cases. So Mm. uh, a positive antibody test could mean you were infected with the virus from the same corona family that causes the common cold. You could have just come down with the common cold. And yet it counts as a COVID-19 positive test case. I swear, this mm. we, we are destroying our society on such crap garbage numbers. Well, because they don't know. It changes every day. They don't, they don't even know what they're doing here. They, I mean, they're pushing things on us like this mask. It doesn't even do anything. And they're tell, yet they're telling us, if we just do this, we'll be completely protected. That's what they're leading people to believe, and that's why people are so adamant about it, because they think they're going to be killed if somebody around them isn't wearing a mask. Well, they got about the same protection as you do, really, so calm down. But they won't, and they don't. <laughs> I, just, I just, we are a society yeah, we're that's in a, lost our mind. We're in a bad way right now. Uh, Let me take a a minute and tell you about Omega XL. If uh, some part of your body is in a bad way and you're suffering through with pain from inflammation, it's it's really tough to deal with. Um, But that's where Omega XL comes in. This is uh, a pill that's really tiny, so easy to take. It's not going to choke you on on its on its way down. Um, They. They have done this for a long time. 35 years of research, clinical research, backs up 
what they do. And there's a, an ingredient, resolvance, that turns off the inflammation. Now, pain relievers and topical rubs can't do that. They can mask the problem for a short time, and then, you know, you got to worry about the side effects coming from those things. Omega XL shuts off the inflammation. It's just, it's just fantastic. Plus, you don't get that fishy aftertaste. You know, if like if you burp and you're tasting <laughs> fish all day, <laughs> man, how I hate that. Yeah, so it's not a horse pill. It doesn't taste like fish. Right. That's some good uh, positive. It's all natural. You're not going to get hooked on it. It's there's no side effects. So to get you started, we'll give you one bottle now. Uh, you buy one bottle now, and you get a second bottle for free. So basically, fifty percent off. Visit omegaxl.com/pat. That's omegaxl.com/pat. Or call them at 1-800-844-4888 if you'd rather. Or OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, so, now what? Where do we go here? <laughs> I don't know. Where do we go? Uh, society or the show? Uh, both. Society's in a handbasket. Let's sure put it is. that way. <laughs> as far as the show. It really is. Somebody needs to pick up society <laughs> and take it to hell because it's already in the handbasket. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me give you some hope. Yes, that's what we need. This, uh, this letter was written by the mayor of, is it Eager? Eager, Arizona? Uh, Egan. Egan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that looks like an R. That's probably my handwriting. No, but the logo looks like an R, too. Is oh, it? it is Eager. Fine. <laughs> it's been in the stack for a okay. while. I've forgotten. Eager, Arizona. <laughs> this is the uh, mayor of the town. This was sent to us by uh, Muffer Squish. Mm-hmm. Dear City, and it's kind of lengthy, but it's worth it because so worth it. we rarely get this from an elected official now. Dear Citizens of Eager, Over the past several weeks, I've been asked repeatedly what the town of Eager plans to do about COVID-19, masks, visitors, riots, etc. It's somewhat alarming how many expect and almost invite a more drastic infringement on their freedoms. My response from the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic has been that we will err on the side of freedom. Hmm. When riots began to riddle the country... And our governor took the drastic measure of a statewide curfew. Again, I maintained that we will err on the side of freedom. I've received numerous phone calls from reporters, citizens, visitors, and complete strangers to our area. Asking why the town of Eager has not canceled upcoming rodeos and our 4th of July parade. So this has been out for a while. Mm -hmm. Again, my response is that Eager will err on the side of freedom. What authority does the town of Eager or any other state or local government have to infringe on the rights of healthy, law-abiding citizens? That's great. It bears mentioning that I'm not one that believes that the coronavirus is fake or any one of a dozen other theories disseminating across the internet. COVID-19 is, is a real virus that unfortunately has drastic negative effects on the health of some of the individuals that contract it, just as with the flu. Some of those individuals will die. I do not make light of the fact that its effect on individuals and families throughout the globe have been and will continue to be life-changing and or life-ending. There are many individuals that risk serious peril 
if they were to contract the virus. Those individuals should take extreme precautions. I certainly would if I were in their position. In fact, I would invite those individuals to please stay home and not attend our festivities. But don't ask that the government require it of healthy, law-abiding citizens. Thank you. If an individual is fearful of contracting the virus, I would invite that individual to take every precaution they deem fit, including wearing masks, gloves, or a variety of other personal protective equipment. Those precautions do not harm me, and I will not judge you adversely for doing what you feel is best for you. But don't ask that the government require it of healthy, law-abiding citizens. That's great. Yep, it's so simple, but thank you. As grim as COVID-19 is portrayed under the most drastic uh, scenario, I dare say that we are facing a much more serious pandemic here in America. We're currently in the midst of the nation's first political pandemic. Never before in the history of America has ignorance and bigotry been more celebrated. Never before has our government been more eager and willing to take away freedoms from the citizenry. Never before has the citizenry been more willing to give them up. Benjamin Franklin warned that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Hmm. I believe his warning is as applicable today as it ever was. Some will say that these safety measures have not impacted individual liberty. To them, I would quip Thomas Jefferson. If a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. (laughs) The right to move ahead, uh, the right to move about freely in public is one of the cornerstones of American democracy. We're not a democracy. Uh, In a panicked frenzy created by the media, state and local governments trampled that right wholesale. History will will not judge us kindly for our actions over the past several months. In closing, where would America be if our ancestors that pioneered the countryside, facing a mortality rate that would make the coronavirus look like a scratch, (laughs) had simply given up, turned back, or laid down and died out of fear. Where would America be if its brave servicemen and women who throughout history have on occasion faced odds of almost certain death simply refused to fight out of fear? When do we stop being the land of the free and the home of the brave? Take charge of your own life. Nobody owes you anything. The government has never been more ill-equipped to solve your problems, nor is its function to do so. This is America. Stand up and be somebody. Be brave and live free. Mayor Bryce Hamblin, Town of Eager. Wow. is fantastic. So good. Wow. Uh, Hang on to that. Mayor Bryce Hamblin... 2024. Hang on to that. We're going to frame that. Yeah, that is Thank fantastic. You. <laughs> we need somebody like that. Uh, is someone on a speaking common level. sense? Jeez. Someone yeah. reminding us that we're a free people in Powerful. theory. In theory. Uh, and yeah. hey, if you want to if you want to do these drastic measures, go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. But I'm not going to force you to do it. Why do you want me to? Why do you want me to force you to do something? If you feel like you should, do it. If you feel like you don't want to, don't do it. I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't know why my body, my choice, only applies to murdering babies in the womb. That's right. But it doesn't apply to me wearing a mask or not. No, that, no, it does not. That's sick and twisted. And seriously, it, that that is, if you stop and look at the liberal 
policies. Mm-hmm. That's really the only place that applies. My body, my choice. Oh, is yeah, if you for want sure. to kill a child in the womb, but it doesn't apply anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't apply to how you dress when you go to the supermarket, whether or not you wear a mask or not. That's for sure. No, it doesn't. It, it's out of control. It doesn't even apply really to them. Uh, with what car you drive, they want you to drive some little smart car that gets 800 miles to the gallon and seats one person. And yeah, when you're in that and car, it's electric. You don't get a choice of whether or not you wear your seatbelt. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's my body. That my choice. Or wear a helmet um, when you're riding a motorcycle. I mean, right. wh- I'm, I'm, I'm. Because who else does that affect but you? Nobody. I'm noodling this out in real time. Mm-hmm. Where does choice apply? To the liberal mindset, it doesn't apply to school choice. Uh-uh. They 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 despise charter schools because it forces public schools to do better. And look what Michelle Obama did in the schools with their lunch. She didn't allow the kids to choose what they wanted to eat. She forced them. She forced vegetables and garbage on them. <laughs> and they, they don't let you choose your health insurance. Right. You're forced into the government system one way or another. Or whether or not you want to have health insurance, because for a while there were fines associated with not having health insurance. Like seriously, I'm just wow. Yeah, I mean, it let's, is. Let's think this through. It's the only place. What? I think it's the only place. Uh, that's amazing. The only place the left wants you to be able to make a choice is if it's the life of a baby. Jeez, wow. <laughs> and that should be the one place. If you're gonna have a place that's different than the others, it should be okay. You can choose anything you want. You just can't kill babies. <laughs> but no, it's. You can kill babies, but you can't choose anything else. Yeah, I including a- including what you eat for dinner tonight. <sighs> it makes perfect sense. Mm. Perfect sense. Good times. Oh, by the way, happy 51st anniversary to the moon landing. Oh. 51 years ago today, we landed on the moon. Or we rented out a spot oh, or, in the warehouse. Yeah, right, and filmed the, it. The, the film then, lot. Yeah. <laughs> or, or movie, movie crew. <laughs> Because look at the flag! Look at the flag! It's waving! Like there's wind! There's no wind on the moon! <laughs> yeah, it's called inertia. Uh, when they jammed the flag down in there, it fluttered a little bit. Because that's what happens in space. Didn't they have it starched or whatever, too, or something? Like They might have. It stays like that or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. That, whatever. What's the, what, what are we at? What's the percentage of people that don't believe I think that it's now? about 11 or 12%. It's got to be higher. Um, it's probably higher now. Might be closer to eighteen percent or something. I, I don't know. I haven't heard the stat for a I'm while. I'm going to look that up. But it's fascinating that many people don't believe we went to the moon. Yeah. I mean, in 1969, that would have been really hard to fake. Plus, how many? I saw a study on how many, yeah, how many people you have. To how kill? many people you'd have to kill? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the four hundred thousand range, uh, and I don't think NASA did that. Uh, have you seen how many? Well, let's see. July of 2019, yeah, one in ten don't okay. believe we went to the moon. Hey, speaking of um, outer space and whatnot, have you been? See, oh my gosh, no. Hold on, time out before I get to that. 18 to 34 year olds, 18 percent don't believe it. <laughs> that's the, Thir- 35 oh to 54, 8 percent over 54, 3 percent say we didn't go to the moon. Uh, something else. Okay. Uh, there's been so much going on up in the sky lately. Yeah. Uh, have you? I have been looking every night for that stupid comet. I'm going to have to wait another 1,600 years or whatever it is. Never saw it. I, well, I, I guess it's going to hang out in the sky for 
another week or so. Oh. But I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing beautiful pictures online and on social media, but I'm not seeing it in the sky. And it's supposed to happen it's been around happening. evening. Right? Yeah, yeah. About Maybe it's not visible in Texas. 45. No, it is. It uh, is. I believe it should be everywhere. Huh. 45 minutes after sunset, because that's when the sunlight is reflecting through the dust so perfectly. Oh, okay. And I think it's the northwest sky. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm looking the wrong direction. That could be. But I think it's the northwest sky, and I'm not seeing it, and it's driving me nuts. But we had the eclipse last week. Yeah. Uh, we've had all sorts of fun stuff. A lot of signs in the sky. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's, that's interesting, Ivan. Is there a number of people can call about that? Uh, that's good. No, that's good. Uh, let's huh. see. Yeah, we got about five more days of uh, being able of to the see comet? this comet. I uh, want to see it. I really do. And have you noticed how bright Venus is lately? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the other thing. My yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like planes that are landing it aren't even that bright. It is it's, it's really amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, 51 years ago, we landed on the moon. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And right now, even though with all the technological advances we've had, we should be able to go pretty much anywhere in the solar system or beyond. We can't even replicate what happened in 1969. Uh, Uh-oh. Although, supposedly, we're supposed to go back to the moon pretty, pretty soon here. I think in 20... 22. Yeah, I think that's right. And then Mars after that, right? Yeah, Mars yeah. after that. Okay. All right. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Should write that down. That that's kind of catchy there. Thank you. Adding yeah. some lyrics to the bumper music. Be in your head all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some tweets here. Caffeinated Texan tweets. Why not wear a mask, Keith? They're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. <laughs> Police state we're moving toward. Uh, and a little Princess Bride there. Uh, did you notice that? Oh, terribly comfortable. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I think everybody will be wearing them in the future. Yeah, it's a little... Uh-huh. Pride That's line. good. That's Love good. that. You picked those lines up better than I do for that movie. Libertarian Ninja tweets, only one person at my church wore a mask. He took it off while we ate lunch sitting at a table full of people. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's well, great. That'll, that'll, that'll I, take care of it. I mean, everybody, everybody at my church, every single person had a mask and wore it the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it, while you feel like you're suffocating there, I was coming out of my skin. I couldn't, I mean, I've, that's the longest I've ever worn one, for sure. Wow. Like an hour. God bless you. Uh, it was um, tough. Speaking of masks and requirements and stuff, Disney World has closed their mask loophole, banning eating and drinking while walking. Oh, my gosh. The happiest place on earth. Is that because uh, the people aren't coordinated enough to do both at the same time? Maybe that's what it is. They're just looking out for you, making yeah. sure you don't trip. Yeah, they just stuff. don't want you to fall on your face. So you can't eat and drink I, I, while you walk. You're trying to get places. and There's no way I'd go to Disney under these yeah, circumstances. You're trying to cover as much ground as you can while you're behind the gates. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying, nope, you've got to stand still. You've got to sit down and eat. I just, <sighs> no, no, no. From Shall Not Be Infringed, I think the conversation between the donut shop patron and the police officer was, I surrender. No, I surrender. No, seriously. <laughs> I surrender. Oh, you're speaking the language of the French, so that's uh, <laughs> probably accurate. You can't surrender because I surrender. <laughs> Nobody surrenders as much as I do. 
That's funny. Good See, stuff. They're, they're French. Uh-huh. See that? Uh, Keystone Pig tweets, it's almost as though a private business could require a mask without a government mandate. Exactly. Silly private businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that the, the no shirt, no shoes, no service? Those are private business decisions. Yeah. That's not a government thing that if you're not wearing a shirt, you right. can't be served. By the way, I don't think that would stand up today uh, unless you're white. If you're a white person not wearing a shirt, you can be kicked out. Anybody else, they can't kick you out for not wearing a shirt. <laughs> or it could be like Boulder, Colorado. Not the chicks get to go uh, yeah. shirt-free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Constitutional nobody. The 1968 Hong Kong flu was just as bad as this. But there was nary a peep on the news. No masks, no vaccine, and no problem. In fact, there was no social distancing at Woodstock. Hmm. Right. Definitely Woodstock not. happened under the shadow of the Hong Kong flu. In the summer of 69, because it lasted from <laughs> the winter of 68 into 69, and it was still going on. We yeah. just we just have 2020 control freak dictators, yeah, and it's really true. Definitely no social distancing going on. Uh, at Woodstock, Woodstock <laughs> no, quite the opposite. <laughs> Petty Officer America, if they put that ankle monitor on me, I'm taking it off and putting it on my dog. Right. Oh, if you take it off, they'll come and shoot you. Pro- we, we, you joke. I know. It's probably true. Yeah. Brian Moore, I'll be that guy. I'm eager to move to eager. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, the Steve 42. So is the mayor of eager in federal prison yet or still awaiting trial? Right. Yeah, like there'd be a trial. <laughs> what do Ridiculous. you think this is? America? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And a trial. Steve. By a jury of your peers. Oh, my gosh. You are so <laughs> living in February, oh, my friend. So naive. That's adorable, Steve. <laughs> so six months ago, man. Get that out of here. How, how old were you six months ago? Come on. Right. I, I think I was just born. Just I was just born. So you don't even ago. remember. Six, I don't this remember is, this, it. The new normal is your lifetime. Yeah, this is all I know. That's just so, <laughs> that's all I know. How sad is it, man? I mean, you got kids right now mm-hmm. that are being scarred for life or conditioned. Yep. Uh, either way you look at it, uh, if this thing lasts for a while, it's going to be the only thing they know. Or it's just going to be their childhood was in masks. Right. I mean, this is... mm. Yeah. Uh, Stu is doing some calculating, as he always does, uh, with (laughs) statistics. Uh And he was kind of calculating, you know, if your kids are like his between six and eight years old, this accounts for about 15% of their lives or so. The last six or eight months, and uh, they're gonna. This is really gonna be imprinted on them. Yeah, uh, that's that's all. That's kind of chilling and to think about. And it's not just the mask thing; it's the social distancing. Mm-hmm. It's the not allowed to go places. It's the our American lifestyle, our way of life is is different everywhere now. Yeah, even the schools you can't go to. You can't your kids can't go to school. In fact, can we please show the dumpster full of books? There's a dumpster at a school parking lot in Minnesota of books. These are nonfiction books that mm. have been tossed. They're saying it's because they're old. They're they're ten years old. Mm. Uh, does history change? Does history change because that's what these are? These are Native American history books. These are founding fathers history books. These are stuff like that. And they're like, well, they're 10 years old, and there's a pandemic. Yeah, what does the pandemic have to do with it? Right. Like, does the germ, does the virus live on these books? Wow. Forever? 
So I don't know what, but it's just another excuse. Just another excuse. The virus exactly. is being used as an excuse to change our history, effectively. Yep. Because um, you know those books will be replaced with BLM-approved curriculum, but I digress. Uh, let's go to James in Alabama. Hey, James, you're on the blaze. Your show. Uh, I, uh, I'm a, I live in Alabama, and uh, Governor, uh, the so-called Republican Governor Ivey, mandated that we wear a mask now. I mean, that's reminiscent of what the Bible says about uh, uh, you can't buy or sell without uh, right. the mark. It, yes, it is. A, I'm also a 100% disabled veteran, and I went to Birmingham to get services done, and I'm trying to get uh, a procedure done, and I get accosted at the door by a man wearing a Black Lives Matter mask. Oh I know whenever I served in the military, I had to vow to uphold the Constitution and defend the country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 Black Lives Matter is an enemy of the country. Yes, the, the organization, I believe that. By an employee at, at a uh, federal hospital like that yeah, amazing. is wrong. I can't even get services done without using the veteran's choice. And I've been waiting two weeks to get a service done because they're not going to wait on me because I'm, I'm old and, and uh, they're not going to help me with my service. And mm. I'm a veteran. And there's something wrong with this whole situation. Very much I love so. Your show. Thank you, James. Uh, and, uh, and, and thank you for your service. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh, that's awesome. And that's in a state like Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A red state yeah. like Alabama. Jeez. I mean, to have to be confronted with Black Lives Matter stuff uh, when you're when you're at the VA, uh, and I, you know, do a little research, please, at the VA on what Black Lives Matter, the organization, is all about. Marxism, uh, destruction of the nuclear family. Uh, it is anti-American, and it's anti-Western culture. So you might want to look into that. I don't know. Just a thought. Just take a peek to what you're supporting and what you're putting in the faces of veterans like James who are showing up for service. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, while the left embraces the cancel culture, let's get in on the action here. Uh, go ahead and cancel your leftist supporting cell phone provider and make the switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They'll never charge you hidden fees. And unlike the big mobile companies, they won't send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood or other left-wing causes. And you don't have to sacrifice service for uh, a principal either because you get the same nationwide, really reliable service and you support a company that loves the country, that shares your values, that supports our Constitution and puts people before profit. Switching is easy. You can keep your number, get a new one. You can keep your phone or get a new one. And right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, you get free activation plus another free gift when you use the offer code PAT. Uh, Veterans, like James, we just heard from, and first responders save even more. So please make the switch today. Call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Or visit patriotmobile.com slash pat. Get your customized plan starting at $25 a month. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray. 
Unleashed. Okay, uh, the president sat down with Chris Wallace over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oof, that was fun. Yeah, I don't know if he was expecting this kind of interview. It was pretty confrontational, wasn't it? I, I was, I mean, Chris Wallace, I think, really tries to go out and show people, hey, I'm not like these other Fox News hosts. I ask the hard questions. I, I, I'm tough on people. I don't care who they are, which is what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be tough on both sides, right? But fair, fair but tough on both sides. And I think Wallace does that. Uh, but he really went out. And it's hard when you've got the president of the United States sitting right in front of you mm-hmm. to challenge him like he did. I mean, uh, especially this president. Yeah, because you know there's going to be pushback right there. You bet. And there was, <laughs> and there was. Uh, here's their discussion on uh, whether or not Biden wants to defund the police. You've seen deaths up in New York, deaths up in Chicago, shootings. How do you explain it, and what are you going to do about it? I explain it very simply by saying they're Democrat-run cities. They're liberally Mm -hmm. run. They're stupidly run. Liberal (laughs) Democrats have been running cities in this country for decades. Poorly. Yeah. Why is it so bad right now? Uh, They've run them poorly. It was always bad, but now it's gotten totally out of control, and it's really because they wanted to fund the police, and Biden wants to fund the police. Sir, he does not. Look, he signed a charter... With Bernie Sanders. It we says nothing about the, defunding the oh, police. Oh, really? It says abolish. It says defund. Let's go. All right. Well, you <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so that led to a very interesting exchange where he had his staff go out huh. and get the highlights from that 100-page compact that the Biden team and the Trump team, uh, rather the Biden team and the Sanders team, had signed And he went through it uh, and he found a lot of things that he objected to that Biden has agreed to. But he couldn't find any indication because there isn't any that Mm. Joe Biden has uh, sought to defund and abolish. the. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then he said something like, well, everybody's everybody's wrong sometimes. And uh, he kind of admitted that that it wasn't in there. It wasn't in the in the pact. However, did we did he not say it? At uh, some separate, he maybe didn't say it's it in the pack. Different, different interview, yeah. But uh, listen to this: uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last mm-hmm. thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. Mm-hmm. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. One of the mm. things that we also need to be doing. Mm. Mm. Okay, so he just said yes to redirecting some of their funding. What is that? But but defunding them. At least defunding them from the levels they're cur- they're, they current that currently exist. I, I don't mm. know. I guess it could be construed that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could also say, well, he's just talking about military. Let's just not give them military hardware. Uh, also... President Trump, during this uh, Chris Wallace interview, mocked Joe Biden a tad. There's nothing they can ask me that I won't give them a proper answer to. Some people will like it. Some people won't like it. I agree with that. But look, you let, answer the let questions. Biden sit through an interview like this. He'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, <laughs> mommy, mommy, please take me home. Well, we've asked him for an interview, sir. He can't do an interview. He's incompetent. 
I mean, that's refreshing. I'm sorry. That's sure funny is. stuff. He can't do an interview. He's incompetent. I mean, you'd never see a George Bush saying that. Oh, no. I, not in a million I, years. I'm just trying to plug in the most recent Republican president. Yeah. Nobody would have That's done that. what Trump does. He says the stuff that we're thinking. Yeah. And we love that. <laughs> and we love it. Some of the time. We love it. Yeah. Uh, also... He took a competency test, so they, they kicked that around a little bit. Oh. I guess Wallace took the same test. Here they are. People, who is more competent? Who's got, whose mind is sounder? Biden beats you in that. Well, I tell you what, uh, let's take a test. Let's take a test right now. Let's go down. Joe and I will take a test. Let him take the same test that I took. Incidentally, I took the test, too, when I heard that you passed it. Yeah, how did it's you not do the hard, Well, it's not the hardest test. No, but the <laughs> last... a picture, and it says, what's that? And it's an elephant. No, no, no. You see, that's all misrepresentation. Well, that's what it was on the web. It's all misrepresentation. Because, yes, the first few questions are easy, but I'll bet you couldn't even answer the last five questions. I'll bet you couldn't. They get very hard, the last five well, questions. Well, one of them was count back from 100 by 7. And let me tell you. You couldn't answer. You couldn't answer many of the questions. I'd get you the test. I'd like to give it. But I guarantee you that Joe Biden could not answer. You're doing good. Keep going. And I answered all 35 questions correctly. You you talk about how. Okay. Well, there he is. That's fantastic. The one problematic area during this interview to me was when. Wallace asked him this question. In general, not talking about November, are you a good loser? I'm not a good loser. I don't like to lose. Everybody knows that. I don't Come lose on. too often. I don't like to lose. But are you gracious? <laughs> you don't know Shut until up. you see. It depends. I think mail-in voting is, is going to rig the election. I really do. Uh, uh -oh. Are you suggesting that you might not accept the results of the election? I, I have to see. Look. Hillary Clinton asked me the same thing. Oh, no, I asked her the same no, no, thing in the debate. There is a tradition in this country, in yeah, fact, one the of debate. the prizes of this country, is the peaceful transition of power, and that no matter how hard-fought a campaign is, mm -hmm. that at the end of the campaign, that the loser concedes to the winner. Not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner, and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris. And you know what? She's the one that never accepted I it. I agree. She never accepted her loss, and but she it, looks like can a you fool. Give a, can you True. give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. Oh, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. It's true. Uh, but uh, they're playing right in. He's playing right into their hands with that because they keep saying, if he loses the election, he's not. He's going to stay in power. He's not even going to leave. It'd be almost impossible. Uh, virtually impossible for him not to leave if he loses. But we have no idea, though. What's going to transpire? Yeah. I mean, do you trust Democrats in these well, mail-in ballots? No, I, I, no, actually, I, I don't. Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome to it. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Carl Smith tweets, Pat, I know this is a lot to ask. With everything going on, could you guys try cramming at least 30 minutes of material into two hours? No. Wow. Don't be silly. <clears throat> it's got to be. I mean, we're lucky to get the 15 yeah. into it. That's greedy. Cool. We're lucky. Uh, T. Sheehan 
about the letter from the eager uh, Arizona mayor. Yeah. Send that letter to Governor Abbott and Governor Bashir. Yeah, they could definitely use it. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet that out at Pat Unleash. Look for that later. From Left Track, new t-shirt idea for Patheads. My face, my choice. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, Congress is a council of pirates, tweets. The only place my body, my choice applies is where it's not actually your body. And from Steve, of course, we didn't go to the moon. NASA was too busy exterminating all the birds and replacing them with surveillance bots. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, because birds aren't real. No. Attack Yuki. Uh, now we have to go back to the moon to plant a BLM flag and write Black Lives Matter across the face of the moon so the moon can be woke too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are we going to have an NFL football season? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because no. multiple NFL We're good. players tweeting that the upcoming season is in jeopardy because of the pandemic. And the NFL is not taking the steps they want them to take, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lots of players around the league are tweeting their disappointment in the belief that the NFL doesn't have a clear plan to keep everybody safe. I mean, I, can you really... I don't know what they want him to do exactly. Uh, I guess you could put a testing plan in place and, you know, suggest that you, you test at least every week. I don't know. Maybe you test every day. As many of them tweeted, without a plan for the 2020 season, there won't be football in the fall. Wow. That's not good. Uh, training camp for all players is supposed to start in eight days. So next Tuesday, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Rookies are expected to report in two days. Uh, It seems like we're now witnessing some brinksmanship between the players and the league. Roger Goodell, you might want to get this figured out. Put that $48 million a year uh, that you make to, uh, you know, put it to good use and figure something out. I mean, it's like big players, too. Uh, J.J. Watt, Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, Miles Garrett. Drew Brees have all raised concerns that uh, the league lacks a plan to keep them safe. So I missed we'll see. when you said rookies were going to report. Um, In fact, I think it's today. I'm looking at something here. It's uh, so tomorrow. Tomorrow, July 21st is tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow rookies. Okay, and then like you said, a week from tomorrow is the players, the, the other the veterans. So, yeah, and what were we saying? August 13th is that what we said was the uh, first preseason game? <laughs> Wow. Less than a month. That's like three weeks from now. See, they said they were going to get rid of two of the games, but they made it sound like it was games two and three of the preseason, which would leave the 13th in place. So I don't know, man. It's chaos. Thanks, China. Chaos Mm -hmm. everywhere. It is chaos. It is chaos. I love Chinese people too, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Vince. That sums it all up for all of us, I think, right there. Thank you, Martin. Uh, and, of course, we're still waiting to find out what happens with college football. You know, two, only two of the conferences so far, it's still the Big Ten and Pac-12, have said that they're going to play conference only. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, people expect all the rest to fall into place, but I hope they don't. Uh, That's the other thing. That's the other thing. Like, Nebraska's schedule, they open up on September 5th against <laughs> Purdue, a conference opponent. Then they oh, have three wow. non-conference games, and then we'll see you again in October. Huh. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to just m- push it down? Because I looked to see, like, uh, I don't know what day it was, September or whatever. Anyway, 
Well, now Purdue has no opponent there because that's a non-conference game down in late September, early October. Uh huh. I think I think October third. I think is when it would start if they just push that game it's just down. Just a mess. It's Thank a mess. you again. It's a mess. It's China it's has screwed up every every single avenue of our Irritating. life. Irritating. I hate it. I just don't like not knowing things when times are normal. Yeah. And now this is happening. Everybody's supposed to decide in late July. Well, we're about there. We're yeah. kind of in late July now, and so let's let's have a decision. There's just no one way or the other. Did I just you, I want to be put out of my misery if it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> Did you see where the Blue Jays aren't allowed to play games in Toronto? Uh, I it, it didn't make sense to me at first, and then a lot of people, Stu included on Twitter, explained to me, yeah, it's because it's the back and forth and stuff, you know, across the border and everything. Oh. And Canada's like, nope. So while the Maple Leafs can host. All of the Eastern Conference teams in the playoffs for the NHL, they're in a bubble. Toronto, the mm. Blue Jays going back and forth, doesn't work. So now they're trying to figure out where they're going to play their home games. And just heads up, uh, the baseball season starts Thursday. Wow. Uh, so there's a, couple, there's a couple of games Thursday, and then everybody starts playing this Friday, the 24th. Jeez. And Toronto <clears throat> has no idea where they're playing their home games. And, uh, okay, so... <laughs> Good times, right? Let's see what happens. But hey, but so uh, BYU uh, might be getting a, a week one opponent figured out, right? Right. Yep. <clears throat> be careful what you wish for, because uh, <laughs> they might be playing Alabama right out of the chute. Oh, no. According to AL.com, so it's an Alabama website, Yep. Uh, there is a, quote, strong possibility that BYU and Alabama open this season together. Boy, remember that time you had that great schedule for this year all lined up ready to I go? I do remember that. This, if we get Alabama to replace Utah and Notre Dame to replace Stanford, it's almost a better season than we would have had. And we keep all the games in between and maybe add a couple others. Better season if you win those. Yeah, if you win. <laughs> I mean, let's be if clear. You win. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now's your chance, man. Uh, now's your y- chance. You want to be in you want the, a shot at the best. BCS? Okay, there you go. You will be catapulted right let's out of the you, gate. If you, let's see if you belong. Uh-huh. Let's oh, just I, see. Oh, I will be so rooting hard for BYU in that game. Thank you. So uh, if it happens, now happen. the SEC could still decide they're on, they're going to play only you know conference only, or they could decide season's not going to be played at all. There's been several conferences, mostly FCS conferences, and some Division two and three. That have just said we're not playing at all this year. We're we're canceling all fall schedules, and and then in the case of one of those conferences, uh, it was an it's an FCS conference, and they said, but our our individual teams, our individual schools, can decide if they're going to play. Well, wait, they lost the, their whole conference schedule, <laughs> and now what are they supposed to do? There's going to be so many, and some have already done this. So many uh, collegiate sports. Just completely just messed up. But gone. Yeah, gone. Erased from campuses. And those poor uh, people who are seniors mm-hmm. this year and and were counting on this to maybe have one great year before maybe moving on to professional sports. Uh, and, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's a mess. I mean, well, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Makes me it, sad. It I'm, sucks. It's... It really does suck. And it sucks for them a lot more than us, but... It sucks enough for me to just almost destroy my whole world. So yeah, well, I can't right. imagine I'm what it does right. to them. No kidding, man. <laughs> it's, I'm right there with you. I just want to play. Sports means a lot to us, and maybe a little too much, but that I was, can't help it. That was pretty awesome how I, uh, that uh, very gracious listener sent me that large screen TV. <laughs> no kidding. That 65-inch uh, uh-huh. 
I mean, top of the line. Really that you're nice. not going to be able to HD, use for much. 4K, whatever it is, you know. Have I mean, you gone through a football season with that yet? Uh, no. I no. got I got it mm. at uh, I got it for Christmas. Right. So I've got I got the playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Uh, so I got to watch seriously a few hockey games, maybe mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and some uh, playoff football. That was it. And I have it. not I have not seen one Husker game on that screen. I haven't seen one. I saw some Braves spring training. No Falcons. I mean, my teams I have not gotten to see other than the Oilers. Were there spring training games that have played? Yeah, if you'll recall, just Hmm. before they shut it down, the Braves were hysterical when the Astros visited them and they played. uh, Oh, that's right. I saw the sign. Right. Yeah, that's right. Ace of base. Yeah, I do remember that. Boy, the Astros are looking forward to empty stadiums this year, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Because that would have been ugly. I mean, everybody's forgotten about that now. Mm -hmm. At least nobody's talking about it. And, and, you know, someone pointed out uh, uh, on Twitter, you know, it's like, yeah, it's going to be hard to hear those uh, garbage, you know, get away with the garbage cans banging and uh, all that stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When there's absolutely no noise yeah. in the stadium. It's going to be a little obvious. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> uh, all right. It looks like uh, in the in the battle for uh, who's going to be Joe Biden's running mate, uh, I'm hearing... Elizabeth Warren is mm. shaping up to be the front runner. I saw that too. Yeah. Weird. But there's still Kamala Harris out there to worry about. And uh, mm. she is, she's talking about, uh, she's talking about John Lewis dying this last weekend. Right. And uh, we think it was her. Right? We think it was her <laughs> because when you see her, you might think, wait, that's Kamala Harris? Yeah. Huh. Uh, he was a living saint, um, and now he will be obviously among our most honor- honored ancestors. You know, I would um, sit huh. and talk with John, and uh, he was, he was, you know, the quiet conversations that we would huh. have. Um, what in the world? He was world? always so encouraging. Uh, he, he, he encouraged ambition in women. Huh. He enjoyed seeing ambition in women. This and, is, uh, you know, not, there, there is so much to applaud him for about it, her. as everyone has said, how he lived his no, truth, how he lived her. his faith, how he put that faith into action. Uh, she, wow. There's a lot going on there uh, since last we saw her. <clears throat> ah, that's for sure. She took the time during the quarantine <sighs> uh-huh. to pay a visit to uh, a physician's office. <laughs> <laughs> well his said. operating room. Uh, I, I mean, seriously, there's so. I mean, if that's her like twin that goes and does like the media rounds on the weekends when she wants to chill out, they got to do a better job of finding a match because yeah. that did not look like the she Kamala looks Harris. Significantly different. Significantly. Wow. So wow. Okay. Well. All right. Well, also look good in case that call comes from Joe. Yeah. All right. Right. Which I don't know. Does, does I don't Joe know. Biden realize that if he picks Elizabeth Warren, I'm being completely serious. She's white. His base will like the far They'll left. Go nuts. Just yeah, they'll be like, "What are you doing?" They no, will go nuts. It's not a woman of color. Uh right, right. <clears throat> now he has vowed to he has vowed to select a woman, but yes. he has not vowed to select a minority woman. Mm-hmm. Although that's obviously going to be expected of him right now. Right, especially now you're going to pick a white person and have two white people. Uh, leading the Democrat Party into this election, and then do you want to to <clears throat> give rebirth to the whole 
Native American ancestry claim uh, debacle with her. Right. Good luck. Have fun. Now, apparently, uh, people are thinking she's the front runner. It's clear that Warren will significantly shape his approach on domestic policy in particular, whether or not her name's on the ticket. Mm. Her influence helps explain why she's still seen as a strong potential pick. Uh, Biden is expected to announce his running mate in early August from an all-female shortlist of candidates. She's so radical that Mm -hmm. what a terrible ticket that's going to be if it's Biden-Warren. I mean, you you can't get much more extreme left than that. Mm -mm. Um, The climate plan Biden touted in his speech includes an expedited target date for 100% clean electricity on a timetable favored by Warren and also uh, Jay Inslee. Several elements of Biden's economic recovery plan released last week were directly influenced by Warren and her team. Three people familiar with the discussions uh, said Biden has so far publicly adopted at least six policy stances shaped by Warren and her team. So most of what this guy believes and says and is part of his policy has come from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. That's not good. That's not good. It couldn't get much worse than no. that, in fact. Yeah, it's just On March 14th, Biden endorsed uh, Warren's bankruptcy proposal. About a week later, he tweeted about increasing Social Security checks by 200 a month and forgiving a minimum of $10,000 per person in federal student loans, two of Warren's plans, for his Build Back Better economic re- recovery plan. Three sources said that the Biden and Warren teams consulted closely together on this plan. <clears throat> and keep in mind, he also signed a pact with uh, Sanders. So this is going to be oh, such uh, a terrible uh, administration if he wins. Yeah. Oh, my he's gosh. Not, he's not going with Tulsi. <clears throat> no. <laughs> no. Oh. The procurement, investment, and a focus on green manufacturing were derived from two of Warren's plans, and Biden's recent bold moves seem less like a political hat tip to progressives and more like he's genuinely aiming to meet his moment and smartly consulting with people like Warren. Now, she's not progressive? No, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. What did I come say? On. He wants to get rid of um, gas, gasoline-powered uh, vehicles by yeah. like 2035? Like you have to stop manufacturing them. Yeah. Like, that's not even going to be a thing? Uh, come on, his, you can't uh, tell auto manufacturers not to build cars. Well, I guess you can now. Yeah. I guess you can. Yeah, I, if it, he's elected, that's uh, what he'll do. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're trying to sell your home, you know what a challenge it can be. Um, it, it is really hard, and that's why you need the guidance and the help of a really good real estate agent. And that's where real estate agents I trust come in. Uh, these real estate agents I trust.com is Glenn's company. And so we've really thoroughly vetted all of these agents and know their expertise and know that they're successful. They got great track records. They have great marketing plans and they'll help you sell your home quickly. And for the most money, it's so important when this is your biggest investment, uh, in your whole life, it is really important, uh, to get it done right. Same goes for buying a home. When you choose the agent through Real Estate Agents I Trust, you partner yourself with a competitive winning machine. And it's a team of people that's going to help you see it through all the way to the end. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name really says it all. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, we've got a side-by-side of Kamala Harris. Whoa. I think July 10th is the one on the left. Uh-huh. One on the right is uh, July 18th. Okay. And we're convinced that that's the same person, right? Well, supposedly. Huh. It's supposedly the same person. I guess. I mean, it could have been just a graphic screw-up at the <laughs> bottom know. of the screen. <laughs> oh, there's a good side-by-side. <laughs> There's a good side by side. Oh my! You gotta get, <clears throat> gotta get Blaze wow. TV if you're not seeing this. Uh, yeah, looks like the Joker there. Mm. It <laughs> looks like, like the Joker. Mm. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pretty Princess Scoop is Steve. <clears throat> Tweets, are the signs in the sky filling up the hole where a tree once stood? <laughs> Pew, pew, one pew. In 69, we put a man on the moon. In the 2000s, Obama put a man in women's bathrooms. Oh, yeah. There's our progress. Yeah. yeah, that's good progress. Summed up nicely. Swank thing. Doesn't matter if you see the comet or not, Keith. It's it's CGI. Oh. Well, I don't feel like I'm missing out now. That's some impressive CGI when they can do it live out in the open like that. That's cool. <laughs> uh, Mary Stewart. <laughs> Florida. Seatbelt law, but no helmet law? Yeah. Yeah, same in Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also from Attack Yuki, why hasn't anyone brought up that mask wearing is career appropriation, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. We're not medical professionals. That's we shouldn't true. be appropriating their deal. Uh-huh. Gen Y conservative, defund is different than redirect funds. Uh, well, tell the Republican congressman to put forward a bill to redirect abortions to adoptions instead of banning them. <laughs> That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. From Joe Got His Monies, Chris Wallace says it's tradition that the loser of the presidential election concedes. Did Hillary ever do this? No, and that's, I mean, he did concede that to President Trump. Uh, Adam M. Smith tweets, can anyone think of a time where a candidate has yet to announce a running mate this close to the election? Okay, so I looked this up. I saw that tweet come in. Okay, so it's July 20th. Trump announced Pence on July 15th. Hillary announced whoever she chose. Does anybody remember his name? Tim Kaine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On July 22nd. And so July 22nd, that'd be a couple okay. days from now. Okay, Biden so has later said, than now. Right. Biden has said in the past that he's going to announce before August 1st. So a couple more weeks it could be for that announcement. That's the, mm. yeah, so end of next week. So he's got 11 days. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. so. It's got to be Kamala Harris, right? It has to be. Because he's got to pick up, he's already committed to a woman, and it's got to be a minority. Well, woman. now she's got has he, to be. He's got to wait for the swelling to go down before uh, he or makes whatever that is going on there. Yeah. Hello. Ooh, <laughs> man, that is some difference right there. Seriously. Rough. Now, if I didn't, if I didn't know that was Kamala Harris, I don't think I'd recognize her. I would say she looks familiar. Who is uh-huh. that? Yeah, but I, I might have guessed somebody else. I mean. She's reminding me of someone else, but right. not Kamala Harris. Yeah. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Man. Also, uh, have you seen the Mary Trump book? You know, uh, Donald Trump's niece. Sold almost a million copies in its first day uh, when it was released last wow. week. Almost a million copies. 950,000 copies in one day. Mm. With her tell-all book. 
too much and never enough how my family created the world's most dangerous man. The combined sales figure includes pre-orders and first-day sales of print books, e-books, and e-audiobooks in the U.S., and is a company record for Simon & Schuster. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It that is. In a, in a time when buying wow. books isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. They've ordered a 14th printing of, of a book that, when completed, will bring the number of hard copy, uh, hardcover copies to more than 1.15 million. That's impressive. Sure um, is. You know, and here are the big explosive claims that they're, I mean, just blew the lid off of the uh, Trump dynasty. Apparently, his dad wasn't very nice, and a friend took his ACT test or SAT test. That's what you got? <laughs> Those are the big explosive truths. That she reveals. Uh, and on Rachel Maddow, she claimed that, uh, first of all, she do we still have yeah, that? Yeah, we have that clip we, if you want to play that. All right, yeah, I do. Um, let's see if we have time here. I uh, forget how long it is. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do that on the other side. Uh, let's play the first one. Here is uh, Here she is uh, talking about the Trump family using racial slurs. Post. Um, and, and you said there was, she's quoted you saying there was knee-jerk anti-Semitism, knee-jerk racism in your family. Um, the Post quote she was saying, growing up it was sort of normal to hear them use the N-word or use anti-Semitic expressions. Uh, I just wanted you to, to expand on that. Do you mean just generally within the family that was an accepted thing? Or do you mean specifically you heard your Uncle Donald use this, that kind of language? Just generally, um, with the older generations, as if it were uh, okay. perfectly commonplace and ordinary to say such things. Um, mm. I had the benefit of living in Jamaica, not Jamaica Estates, and going to school in Forest Hills. Uh, so uh -huh. mm -hmm. I didn't share their ideas about uh, race and... and um, uh, um, Judaism. Uh, oh, okay. At all, that, uh, um, yeah. but you know, when you grow grow up mm -hmm. with that uh, being perfectly normal, mm -hmm. then you don't really think twice okay, about it. Okay, so so there she says it was generally a family thing where they were using racial slurs. Yeah, and then Rachel Maddow pushes her a little further, and we'll share that coming up next. Unleashed. Ah, yeah. Monday. Breathe it in. Well, while you're wearing a mask, of right, course. man. What are you doing? Yeah, just make sure you've got your mask on. Everybody masked up? Okay, good. No. Um, we just played the uh, the Mary Trump clip with Rachel Maddow where she says, oh, yeah, generally this the racial slurs were in and said among the family members. And then... Rachel Maddow pushes her a little bit further and, and does sort of a uh, push-pull on her. Got a little push question. Like, yeah, but what about, didn't Donald really do these things too? I have to press you on it a little bit. Um, if Just to ask mm -hmm. if the president, um, if mm -hmm. your uncle was an exception to that in your family, or if he, if you, if, if you, heard, you ever heard him express. Pause it for a second. Uh, either or if like all of us expect, 
you know, because uh, this is what this book is all about, right? <laughs> These explosive allegations about the president. So, come on, the president, didn't he use racial slurs? Surely he did. It's kind of how it's set up. Not word if for you, word. If, if you, heard, you ever heard him <laughs> express... Uh, either use anti-Semitic slurs or the N-word Watch or other racist slurs or other sentiments How surprised like that. would you was, be if she says yes? It, is, or do you mean this, this was an ambient thing in your family, but you can't say that you ever heard it from him? Or did you hear it from him, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, of course I did. Shock um, answer. And I, I don't think that should surprise anybody, given no, it doesn't. how virulently racist he is today. Pause it for a sec. Okay. What? How virulently racist is he today, Mary? Give me an example of his virulent racism today. Give me one. One example. Wow. That she has to say some nebulous reference to today. Yeah. To make her point about her claim in the book. Yes. Is that, that, I mean, that is just BS. All right. Let's let her finish here. Um, Have you heard, have you heard? So pleased. No, so pleased. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Wow. Sure. And anti-Semitic slurs specifically? Oh, of course. So all, believable. All the time. You kidding yes. me? Yes. Yes. Oh, I've, I've heard it all. I've heard every possible bad word that could ever come out of somebody's mouth. I've wow. heard it all from Donald Trump. And she looks to the side. She looks down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Credibility issue there, maybe? <laughs> yeah. We're so, but even so, even with the reaction like that, we're supposed to wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. oh my god! That'll gosh. sell you a million copies. Yep, In and America, it did. Yeah, and it did. Ask ask me any question. Ask me a question, and let's let's test this. Let's see how this goes here. <clears throat> ask uh, me if an Atlanta sports team will ever win a. Do championship. you think the Atlanta Braves will ever win another World Series? That's a bad example. Do the Falcons? Will the Atlanta Falcons ever win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> Totally believe that one. <laughs> yeah, I do. Huh. Yeah. Your body language would suggest otherwise. Nope. Yep. No, no, no. Nope. Okay, yeah. good. Man, that right. was not believable at all. Well, and and if she, if this was the case, where was she in 2015 when he was running for president? Where were you in 2015? Yeah, save us from this yeah. crazy anti-Semite racist yes. jerk. This is the most dangerous man in the world, according to her. Nah, I'm going to wait until he becomes president. Then I'm going to make my millions. Yeah. Where have you been, Putin? <laughs> Pumpkin? Honey, where where you been? <laughs> now that you're making millions of dollars off your book, now you come forward. Nice. All right, Puddin. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that, uh, totally not believable. No. Completely not believable. Uh, and Rachel Maddow's reaction, like, oh wow, what a, I've just scored an incredible. Uh, revelation here from somebody who's <laughs> very close to this president. I bet they haven't spoken in 30 or 40 years. Right. And I, I love Mary Trump saying, as she sets up her point about the family being full of hate and racism, mm-hmm. but not me, because I live in a predominantly <laughs> black area <laughs> right. uh, of New York City. <clears throat> right. Perhaps if you're not familiar, I will go ahead and explain to you where that was. I mean, come on. Pathetic. Stop it. It's just a pathetic interview. Mm. Uh, all right. And to give you another example of that, we got this uh, young TikTok user who explains the difference between Trump's terrible racism and the non-racist Joe Biden. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, just check <laughs> check out what he has. He's wishing say. he was black in 1989. Okay. A well-educated black 
has a tremendous advantage over a well-educated white in terms of the job market. And I think sometimes a black may think that they don't really have the advantage or this or that. But in actuality, today, currently, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great, I've said on occasion, even about myself, if I were starting off today, I would love to be a well-educated black because I really <laughs> believe they do have an actual advantage today. And here's Joe Biden passing the 1994 crime bill that started the mass incarceration of blacks. He's talking about black people in this video, by the way. A portion of them will become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets. We have no <laughs> choice but to take them out of society. <laughs> One more f proof do you need on who's the racist? <laughs> One you. wants to be black. One wants to imprison all blacks. <laughs> Wake the f up! <laughs> Wow, something redeeming came out of TikTok. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> uh, that's crazy. But true. But true. Uh, you know, and there will be those who said, who would say that what Trump was saying there was racist and excusing completely what Joe Biden was saying about blacks who need to be incarcerated because they're going to be predators in 15 years. They're all going to be predators. Jeez. Mm. I mean, that's... And that's ignoring all the stuff he has said since about the Indians in convenience stores. Oh, goodness. And Barack Obama being a, a dream black person. It's a, it's a fantasy, man. Fairy it's a fairy tale, tale yeah. that he'd be clean and articulate and good-looking. That's a fairy tale, man. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it over and over and over with Joe Biden. Yeah, but and, and that's all dismissed. And, and take whatever words or anything, meanings behind them that you want to. Just look at his policies. Look what he has done yeah. for right. for um, the, the black community themselves and, and the unemployment numbers, for example, through his policies uh, and through his economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he had a lot of black support on the prison reform stuff. I mean, he, he has totally done uh, positive things for the black community. I don't understand this criticism at all. Uh, not at all. Uh, all right, we, we, this I understand completely because um, apparently only white people sleep. Were you aware of that? Only whites. <laughs> this white person does sleep. not sleep. God, wow. <laughs> I almost got too much. I got like three and a half hours last night. Whoa, whoa. It's almost too much. I mean, at some you're point. You're groggy when you wake up because you've been in bed so long. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, at some <laughs> point you have enough sleep, <laughs> and you? <laughs> Fanny Sosa and... Navilde Acosta were tired, but it wasn't just any old fatigue. They experienced a lack of sleep, but they were specifically experiencing a generational fatigue familiar to black people and people of color. From this sleeplessness, the two created black power naps. <laughs> Studies have shown that for a host of reasons, black people get less sleep and less deep sleep than white people. <laughs> Gotta be go. kidding me. Oh, no. It <laughs> help us, Lord. Sleep loss can cause <laughs> higher levels of cortisol, as Acosta noted, and can lead to many health problems, including <sighs> early death. But there's something deeper going on. Acosta explained that sleep deprivation was used as a means of control over enslaved people, meaning black people haven't been getting the sleep they need for generations. So... <laughs> We're dealing with an inheritance of sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation, uh, deprivation was a deliberate tactic of slave owners to mm -hmm. basically make the mind feeble. That same tactic has only evolved to help resolve this chronic lack of sleep. 
They are calling now for rest <laughs> as reparations. Rest reparations, baby. All right. <laughs> Just, That's great. We shouldn't even ask the question because we'll say like, well, what's left? What what is left to 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 bring under the social justice? I'm glad umbrella? you asked. I'm glad you asked. You got one for us? Yeah, I do. What's that? Uh, some mayors are backing reparations, not rest <laughs> reparations, actual cash reparations that would only cost six point two <clears throat> quadrillion dollars. Wow. But not, I mean, they're not even asking for seven quadrillion dollars. Sure. They're only a... asking for six point you get it's a bargain. You get change back from your See? seven quadrillion dollar bill. Well, you have to wait because they have to make more change. Remember, we have a change oh, that's right. shortage yeah, that's, right now. That's true. So it's kind of on, it's, and that's quite a bit of change. Yeah. Uh, it would only be a hundred and fifty-one million dollars per descendant. One hundred. And $51 million. Now, see, that's a stimulus check right there. That is substantial, yes. Yes. Huh. So every black person in America would be a multimillionaire immediately. Who wouldn't want that? Who yeah. wouldn't want that? I'd love right. those kind of reparations. That makes the arrest reparations where they're asking for more <laughs> breaks at work and more time off. You don't off. need any of that when you get this. You don't need that time yeah, off. You go home and you're, sleep. You're done. Yep, you're done. <laughs> what? Seriously, what would be the incentive if... If you're given $151 million, a few people might continue to work. A few people might. I mean, I wouldn't. And then inflation. It's me. I'm not. Yeah. And then the price of bread goes up to $100 million a loaf. And they're like, oh, yeah. all, all I can do with this money is buy a loaf of bread. That's an insult. I need another $151 million. <laughs> the nation's mayors on Monday backed a national call for reparations to 41 million black people, a program that could cost... Taxpayer six point two quadrillion dollars. But again, like you put it in perspective, it's uh, not the seven quadrillion you mentioned. Yeah, right, right. Which would be a lot of money. That would be ridiculous if you ask for seven. That's quadrillion. a non-starter. Seven quadrillion. <laughs> now the six point two quadrillion. At least we can start talking. totally reasonable. We can sit down and talk. I mean, maybe, maybe you bring is... maybe you bring it down to six quadrillion. You know, and they don't get the point two. Right, but what I'm saying is the 6.2 gets us in the room. Yes. Right. right. The it, 7 it is ridiculous. Puts us all at the negotiating table. We recognize and support your legislation as, as a concrete first step. <laughs> as a first step. <laughs> in our larger reckon, reckoning as a nation. <laughs> and a next step to guide the actions, both federal and local leaders, who have promised to do better by our black residents. Mm-hmm. Senator Cory Booker and Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Oh, she's a good one to have in the room. Have introduced legislation to create a commission, the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. Hmm. A new study from three college professors said that the ultimate cost could be six point two quadrillion dollars. Now that is uh, a one followed by fifteen zeros. Uh huh. Sure. No, it's a 6.2 followed by 15 zeros right. in this particular sure, case. Sure, I gotcha. The study suggests a payment of $150 million each and the cost to every person. <laughs> the cost to every person in the United States would only be about $19 million. It, oh, see? It's actually a little under that. It's $18.96 million. Again, it gets us to the table. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The calculation is somewhat complicated, but <clears throat> it's it essentially... Studies the unpaid hours slaves worked, calculates a price for massacres and discrimination, and adds an in interest. 
<laughs> it's titled Wealth Implications of Slavery and Racial Discrimination for African American Descendants of the Enslaved. It was published last month in the Review of Black Political Economy. Um, I have a <clears throat> I have a question on this one, if I may. Yes, Keith. Keith, yeah. your question. So um, <laughs> the people getting this money, mm-hmm. they were they were slaves that worked and weren't paid. No, and so, no, these are no, these are the descendants of those people. You know, presumably. Now, are <laughs> all of them descendants? Probably not. No, not all forty-one million Black Americans are descendants of slaves. In fact, some of them might be descendants of slave owners because some mm-hmm. blacks in the South did own uh, black slaves. You're not allowed to but say that. But we're not supposed to You're talk not, about don't, that. Don't talk you about can't it. talk about As someone that. on Twitter asked over the weekend, uh-huh. did we give reparations to the Union soldiers that died to give to their families that died freeing those slaves? Mm. 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 What does this end? And which is which is the dumber proposal right now? The the six point what was it two, two quadrillion. quadrillion in reparations. Mm-hmm. 151 million each black in America right now, or rest reparations, where you get more time off, you get more breaks, you get... It's it's all such Ah. madness that it's completely unworkable. It's unworkable, (laughs) and yet we continue to hammer this. Mm -hmm. No justice, no peace, man. I'm just going to keep eating Sour Patch Kids. Yep, might as well. Help us. Might as well. Help us. Aliens, do we have an update? I mean, all this stuff happening in the sky. Aren't they? Are they not mm. here yet? What is the deal? What's the delay? Not sure, uh, but... It's frustrating waiting on should, the aliens. Yeah, you should probably hurry up. Mm-hmm. All right. Since we have a few minutes here, let's spin the wheel oh. of... Cancel! <laughs> really got to get those fixed. Well, no, they both... They both went... <laughs> They both want story five. All right, story. Story five. Number five. What do you got on the wheel of cancel, Pat? Tell us. The unintentional racism found in traffic signals. <laughs> we need to traffic. We need to cancel traffic signals. At least the little white guy. Oh no! no tells no. you to cross. No, you can't. No, please, make it stop. Just because something doesn't use an offensive mascot doesn't mean it can't reinforce a broken system and the systemic racism that is going on in this country Uh a few months back before COVID-19 kept us in our homes and and George Floyd made us take to the streets uh, this particular reporter was talking to a friend her daughter and twin sons my friend is white and I'm not something I'd never given a second thought until we reached a crosswalk Remember, honey, she said to her daughter as we waited for the light to turn green, we need to wait for the little white man to appear before we can cross the street. I realized what white people like to exert control over nearly everything everyone does, I thought. But since when did this literally include to cross the street? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Help us. It's probably lit up white because... It's easier to see, right? In the oh, listen daytime. To you justify I, I the racism at crosswalks, <laughs> sir. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I, I apologize. Uh, there's no justification for it. No. There's really not. Yeah, pull back on the hate, Pat. All right. Part of my surprise here was a function of age. My boys are a few months younger than her daughter, and 
We hadn't yet tackled the crossing the street component of basic toddler training, but as a black dad, I was struck by the language at play. How is it possible that well into the 21st century, parents all over Manhattan, well-meaning BLM marching parents, are teaching their children to ask little white men for permission to cross the street? Seriously? Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. This guy does some research into this, too. And why doesn't this seem to bother them? Ugh. Technology and necessity propelled the shift from verbal crosswalk cues to a lunar white walking person. But my heart still sinks at the specter of teaching my sons to ask a white man for permission to do, (laughs) well, anything. (laughs) Have you ever taught your kids that the crosswalk person is a little white guy? I've never said that to my kids. Never. I've actually, see, I want my kids to know specific verbiage. So I say, let's wait for the Caucasian man to tell us to (laughs) cross, kids. It's It's madness. It's just pathetic. Seriously, we cannot even speak to each other. The walking person's first major move actually took place in 1971 so he actually went back and looked into it oh yeah and that lunar white reference he made that's the that's the specific color according to the national highway transportation safety board whatever those bastards yeah they they mandated that that it be Mm -hmm. white oh this has been a a plot from the beginning i'm right under our noses in fact okay in 1971 it became enshrined in the manual on uniform traffic control devices the fhwa bible as an alternative to the words Walk and don't walk. <laughs> wow, that's been going on since 71? Uh, For the next four decades or so, our little friend slowly, informally replaced its outdated predecessors until 2009. <clears throat> that's when the walking person finally became the FHWA standard and, as the spokesperson says, the option to use words is no longer permitted in newly installed signals. One day soon, every traffic signal will contain the walking person, along with its counterpart... The bright red hand telling folks not to walk. So the little man is actually a little person, but that <laughs> little person is still white, right? Oh, make it stop. It's lunar white, according to the <laughs> FHWA. A shade of white with yellow and gray accents oh. that mimics the color of the moon. Not enough. Lunar white wasn't chosen because it sounds cool. Uh, According to the research by the FHWA, the agency spokesperson says uh, moonlight offers the peak sensitivity for the rod cells in the human retina. Mm. In other words, our vision is predisposed to favoring the clarity and intensity of moonlight. How racist are our retinas? I mean, <laughs> you should you should rip your retina right out of your eyes. Right. Right now. And I'm tired of hearing that the moon is just reflecting sunlight. Or whatever it does. Tear Don't. your retina right. out. No excuses, lunar white. In the end, it's not that the walking man is so super duper white. Rather, his true competitive edge is that he's super duper bright. The use of bright colors offers the greatest contrast against a dark background. Huh, something I figured, I don't know, from page one. Not good enough. 
No, it isn't. I mean, don't try, oh, to, of course don't try to talk your way out of this there. They do not lend themselves to confusion with other colors <laughs> and thought to provide the greatest level of comprehension and safety. And there you have it. The government approved origins of the yep. little white man telling us to cross the street at corners in New York. <laughs> that is pathetic. <laughs> he even did the research and came up with the fact that it's not supposed to be white. It's supposed to be a lunar color resembling the moon because that's what our eyes respond to best. Uh, I, so you can be safe. I don't care. Make it a, a black person. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't care. care. I just I don't care anymore. Whatever, man. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. So uh, we got to cancel the white guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if on you, crossing signals. And if you switch it to the black silhouette outline... Okay. Mm-hmm. Then what? You don't want people to be safe because people can't see. They don't know when to walk or when to cross or not. You well, can't. what's more important? I don't know anymore. The issue of uh, systemic racism mm-hmm. or crossing the street safely. I don't know. I say the greater problem is the racism. Ask Bill de Blasio. Just like with COVID-19, the greater problem, the greater disease, mm-hmm. if you will, is racism. I think we've already... I think we've already determined that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, that, that, that's the justification <laughs> that de Blasio's been making for the last couple of months in his city, right? It's like, hey, look, yeah, we got COVID, but racism is more important to tackle. Yeah. And it's paid off because, you know, the headlines last week in his city uh, of, of a mom with a stroller being stabbed, of the body found on top of the McDonald's, of the so police chief being uh, beaten uh, out in the streets, and there was uh, something. There were several other I- incidents, big time incidents. Yeah. And all while that is happening, Bill De Blasio took a moment to remind us that his city is actually doing great. I think he's says it right we here. We now have yeah fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. <sighs> Yeah, because you let them all go. are safer for it and better for it. You're safer for it. it. Yeah. Crime has gone up 277%. (laughs) Murder is up 277% in the last week. And you're safer for it. (laughs) What are you talking about? This guy's a liar. (laughs) Uh, Next on the uh, Bill de Blasio agenda for things to do in New York City is probably get rid of the the white guy at the... (laughs) Crossing, yeah, let's hope they do that. Crossing. But let's hope they do that and do that. It's soon. a long time coming, right? Yes. I mean, it is. we're just a couple of average white guys. We don't see the systemic racism that's right in our faces, right under our nose every day. Oh, and man. the white guy telling us when to cross, what to do. All right, we will uh, see you again tomorrow. Oh, you're going to be on Glenn, right? And with Glenn next. Yeah.